Hello, my dear listeners. Oh, how I've missed you. It's been so long, but I'm back now, and I could not be more excited to be here. I've missed talking with you on this podcast, and I want to take the time to thank you from the bottom of my heart for all your wonderfully kind feedback I've been so fortunate to receive. Thank you for letting me know in the ways that you do that you are listening. It really gives me the encouragement to keep pressing forward with this podcast. I look forward to working with you on the new year. And it is my hope that after you've been so brave to journey with me that you, my dear listener, will see yourself as worthy, hopeful, resilient, and whole. Cheers to you, and cheers to a kinder, more prosperous new year. Before we begin, please allow me to go over a few announcements. My podcasts are created strictly for informational purposes and are not designed to diagnose or treat medical conditions or ailments you may have. I encourage you to contact your personal medical professional with any questions or concerns. I'm absolutely thrilled you're joining me today. Let's get started with the counselor's perspective. Today I'm going to talk with you about eliasm. I'll explain to you what it means and I'll help you to understand how eliasm and using this technique can work for you in your everyday lives. Eliasm, what exactly is that, you may be wondering. Eliasm is in fact the act of referring to yourself in the third person. Authors Kurt Riflob and Robert Strassler once wrote, Eliasm is an ancient form of writing and speaking and it dates back as far as 58 BC in writings by Julius Caesar. Now you may ask, why on earth would I ever want to refer to myself in the third person? Allow me to explain with the counselor's perspective. Perhaps it's not speaking of yourself in the third person that could be incredibly beneficial to your mental well-being, but rather looking at yourself in the third person instead. I want you to picture something for me, okay? Think about yourself for a minute. Not necessarily your outward appearances, such as, are my teeth straight or are my teeth wide enough or... Does my height make me feel more attractive? Or lastly, does my wardrobe reflect a certain status? You know, the way society has captured and sells us what their standard of beauty is? No, no, no. Um, I'm instead asking you to see yourself as another person. What would that person, male or female, look like? Would that person look happy? I mean, like, genuinely happy. Would that person feel cared for? Or thought about? Or would that person that you have now captured in your focal point look melancholy and undervalued? Are there personal boundaries set in place to keep that person feeling safe, seen, and loved? Or is that person putting everybody else on a higher priority list that doesn't include you? Are you there yet, listeners? Okay, great. Let's continue. Now I want you to hold on to that and don't lose that train of thought. And hear me out. What I find interesting is the difficulty that we have in seeing ourselves as you would or could, in fact, see another person. I'm not sure why we weren't taught that in as much as we strive to do the things that would garner approval or a general liking or status, that we instead learn to include ourselves in that grand equation. Now, does this mean that I have to become this hyper self-obsessed individual in order to achieve that? 
<laughs> no. Actually, I would hate to think that it would take us becoming a self-absorbed selfish human in order to get there. Going that far means that you have many, many steps backwards to take. And I know you may be thinking, what you're asking me to do is so much easier said than done, but how about that we just take some small baby steps into that life-changing journey, shall we? Let's begin to think about it. What would that look like to you? Have you ever been asked that before? What do you prefer? What are your preferences? You may be wondering and thinking, this seems so incredibly foreign to me. Well, let me help you out here. That could look like something as simple as finding out what you like. Yep, you heard me. What activities bring that third person to smile? What would you do for that great friend of yours that you constantly pour into? And vice versa. What are some things that make that person upset, frustrated, walked over, overlooked, or unloved? Give yourself the right to have thoughts and opinions, likes and dislikes, and know that they matter just as much as the next person, especially those that are on your priority list of people. Here's another one for you. Are you ready? Instead of wanting to scratch everyone off of your life list, instead, how about you learn how to pencil yourself in as well? I'm trying to get you to have a healthy balance instead of going from one extreme to the next. It is possible. You just need to give those tiny baby steps a chance. It is my understanding that as you allow yourself permission to take care of, encourage, and uplift that person you're seeing, just as you do your dearest, most closest friend, you will in turn start to and want to, for that matter, to do those tasks on a regular basis in your life. I want to encourage you to deem yourself as just as worthy to receive better treatment as anybody else. That may mean it is finally time to permanently silence that critic in your head. Yes, yes, we all know those critics are there, don't we? Let's try to not only turn down the volume, but decide to change the channel altogether. Do you ever wonder where those critics in our heads came from anyway? Well, you may be surprised to learn that negative inner voice is the result of hearing negative repertoire while we were children and our brains were much more palpable. Science Direct wrote an interesting article concerning emotional child abuse and the effects it has. It reads, Compared to adolescents or adults, children are at a critical stage of cognitive and emotional development. Their self-regulatory abilities are not yet fully developed and various physical and psychological functions have not yet reached a mature and stable level. Hmm. According to Dr. Gail Horner, children who suffer emotional abuse may feel worthless, unloved, or have other passive perceptions. Can you identify? Let's be honest. I'm sure that most of us that are listening can really relate to these statistics, myself included. The important thing is now that we learned how to redirect that little critic in our heads. I want you to try feeding your inner self with things that would make you want to stick around if you were a friend. Care for yourself more. 
celebrate your little achievements and honor your efforts to put your best foot forward every day. By honoring yourself in these simple ways, you'll begin to feel seen, valued, and loved. And just in case you didn't know, my dear listeners, no one will ever or should ever be allowed to make you feel any other way. That's all the time that I have for you today. I hope you've enjoyed today's topics, and I hope this podcast has given you the encouragement that you need to know that you do not have to remain stuck in your current life circumstances. If you'd like even more information about how you can imply Eliism in your life every day, please feel free to message me through Instagram at Danielle Ramdiel. Don't forget to also subscribe to my podcast that will allow me to keep working hard to bring you, my dear listeners, with the very best mental health content. Look for me on Instagram for more mental health content, tips, and advice. And lastly, I leave you with this. With everyone that you take the time to be kind to, be sure to be kind to you too. Bye-bye.